Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Mastermind.fm. Today I have the founder and CEO of blogvol.net, a backup service for WordPress, Akshat, and uh, we'll be discussing how he started off in WordPress, what he did before, and uh, what are his next projects. They have some new projects in the pipeline, among them is a solution for taking care of malware detection on WordPress websites. And so I'm very excited to bring you Akshat. Most of you might have met him at WordCamps. He travels a lot at WordCamps all over the world. And I think that's one of the keys to his success. So we'll be talking about all this and more in today's episode. Welcome back. And I'm here with Akshat Chaudhary from Bangalore, India, and Donaka McLoin from Dublin, Ireland. Welcome to the show, guys, and looking forward to this. Hi, Donaka. Hi, John. Hi, Asha. Thank you for Hi, having me. Thanks for having me too, guys. Donaka needs no introduction to the podcast because he's been on the show several times before, so we're going to leave that part for later. But I'm going to start with a focus on Akshat. So I'd love you to have share your story and what you do with our audience. All right. So I'm the founder of BlockVault. We are WordPress backup service. We have been doing WordPress backups for more than six years now, five years full time. I'm, I'm the only founder. Since then, our team has grown slowly and steadily. Today, we are 12 plus one, 13 people mm. and uh, doing a lot more than WordPress backups. So we are a WordPress backup service, unlike a lot of WordPress backup solutions out there. And we were one of the first ones to be a complete service for backups. Awesome. Let's try to get like the story of how you got into WordPress in the first place. Did you have any other businesses before? How come? And whether there were any inflection points where your business took off because of something else, that kind of stuff? All right. Yeah. So I consider myself a WordPress outsider mm -hmm. completely. So until BlockVault, I barely knew of WordPress. So I consider like even today, I, if I have to introduce my profession, I would say I'm a, an engineer. Uh -huh. And uh, that's my background. That's what I've studied. So uh, after graduating from college, I worked as a kernel hacker for a big networking company, mm -hmm. like modifying the FreeBSD kernel. And as, that was my full-time job. But at the same time, I've always been interested in doing my own thing and always had something or other that I was dabbling with. So about 10 years ago, I was working on this product, which would let you chat with a group of friends over SMS. Mm -hmm. SMS used to be peer-to-peer -peer and a lot of the communication we realized requires a group of people to chat. So think of it as WhatsApp before mm -hmm. for the SMS era. So that was our first product, first company. It started growing like a weed. Unfortunately, it was emptying all the money <laughs> I was generating from my day job. That was at the peak of any, you know, the carriers, the power they had. So partnering with them was a big, uh -huh. big challenge. We got a few of them. We could convince a few of them, but then getting all of them on board was difficult. And over a period of time, we realized that we just didn't have the wherewithal to tackle this. Yeah. Did you have access to investors? Oh, yes, we did get commitments from a few, but soon we hit 2008 and then it was everything was a dead end. Uh -huh. So in India, fortunately, in 2008 timeframe, there were investors actively looking at it. So we, we were lucky to be in the right place there. And it's now that we had to travel to all the way to Silicon Valley to access them. 
and there was a considerable amount of interest given the growth we were seeing. But uh-huh. uh, you had to shut it down in the end. We had to shut it down, and uh, yeah, it's uh, we would still have like even six months after shutting down. Once in a while, when we would restart the system, we would still have people using it. That was a strange part. I'm like, okay, forget about it, guys. It's done. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was definitely something to it. Maybe we should have seen the WhatsApp way of looking at it. We did not. We knew well, that uh, group. How do you uh, feel? How do you feel when you see now that all these guys have sold for like, I mean, what Snapchat turned down six billion or something, and and what no. WhatsApp sold for what three billion or something? How does 20. that? Oh, was it so, 20? Okay. So <laughs> would, would that money have been helpful to you in India? <laughs> I could have bought half of India for that much. <laughs> We'd be talking but, to Prime Minister. Uh, uh, <laughs> not, not really, because I think we, uh, in India, smartphones were still a long distance away. Mm-hmm. And you'd never have caught on to that. If you had to ask me then, I would have thought that I had got the first smart uh, iPhone 3G. No, the iPhone, not even 3G, the 2G. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, by the way, sorry, we have a little bit of delay as usual with Skype, so I apologize if, if I cut across you. But I'm kind of curious. I mean, whenever I meet people who are grafting away and, and producing, you know, really complicated uh, WordPress services like yours. Uh, and by the way, I think you describing yourself as a, as a WordPress outsider is hilarious, given the fact that the amount of people who associate themselves with WordPress and aren't, they aren't producing anything at all. But OK, so you're a WordPress outsider. But I, I often wonder, why do people work so hard within the niche of WordPress, which is, of course, a, a very big niche? But it seems to me that if you could apply yourself to anything, there you are sitting down in the south of India, that you could apply your computer abilities to almost anything. And yet you chose WordPress. OK, it's a ready audience. But do you ever wish that maybe you had gone into just, you know, straightforward web apps or iOS apps or, or something like that? Why WordPress? I got lucky. I'm, like, that's the right answer, because I have put in as much effort into my group SMS Active Mobs product as I've put into WordPress backups. It's just that I got lucky that there was a need for a product like ours and the community accepted us. And that, that story itself, like how the community accepted us itself is, is something uh, like how we got our first paying customer is quite interesting. So, but honestly, like... Only how how did to, you get your first paying customer? Come on, don't leave us right, hanging so, like this. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so that brings us to the introduction of the product. So Active Mobs, the group SMS thing didn't work. And, uh, and we, we kept dabbling here and there, even some side projects. So once you start building a side project which gets some traction, then you're hooked. Then you can't stop, like, it literally is, it's like, I think, the worst form of drugs. There's no joy you get bigger than, like, having someone happily using your product, at least to someone like me. Like, that's amazing. So, but at you this stage, trying... you were still working your day job, right? Oh, yes, for a long time. So this is 2007-8 time frame. Right. Okay. And uh, working long in day job, actually, we started. I started uh, my subdivision within my day job. So this is a big company, Citrix, a big multinational. And yeah, within that... Yeah. Yeah, so we, we started a new product division. I I got to create a new product division there. So I was spending a lot of my time and effort building that out over there. And But at the same time, you still want you still have some more bandwidth left. And that's when I, uh, there's this blog I would follow called Coding Horror. I don't know if you've heard mm, of that. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the, that's the blog by the founder of Stack Overflow. Sure. And I think in 2010 timeframe, he lost the content of his site. His server had a crash. And he didn't have great backups. Uh-huh. So I like if this guy who knows everything about computers and who's teaching everyone about computers and does not have great backups, maybe there's something to do there. 
I, you know, I, I really appreciate I really appreciate his site. I use it all the time. But it, so this is Jeff Atwood. Uh, but I don't know. Does he really? I mean, he's always made some very strange technology choices. He was always a Windows guy rather than being a, a Mac guy. And I don't know. I, and I think he was always pretty anti Unix. But okay. Right, but that's fine. Like, so personally, I think the Windows versus Unix that's a separate thread altogether. Uh, uh -huh. And I use Linux for everything. In uh -huh. fact, I have to borrow my brother's laptop to jump onto this call. Uh -huh. <laughs> because Skype and Windows and uh, Linux don't go together at all. But yeah, so uh, coming back to so his site, his server had crashed and he didn't have great backups. I was like, okay, this guy is does not have great backups. Maybe there's a solution for it. And that's when I was like, okay, what the hell? Who, how do we will create blogs? Mm -hmm. Because you should understand, I'm an engineer coming from hardcore networking background, and mm -hmm. who's uh, writing C, C and assembly code for a living. So I'm like, okay, what is this? This is WordPress. You create blog using it. Okay, let me come up with a great name for it. Blogs and Vault. Vault is safe. Blog, perfect. And that's a I great, great name. It's a very good name. Not if you ask me today, that's one of that's uh, that that name I would like to change because today WordPress is used so much for more, so much more than. Uh, a blogging platform. It's a CMS. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh -huh. So what would you call it? Like Site Vault or and something like that? I don't even know, but definitely not Blog Vault because I think WordPress has outgrown Blog long, long back. Mm -hmm. And okay. uh, But again, now you understand why I call myself a WordPress outsider. Anyone else would have been like, okay, yes, WordPress is a CMS and all of this is going on. So mm -hmm. we built the product uh, and I released the product. Release meant was putting it up on a Linode server and I think contacting killer startups. That was the one site I was like, okay, let me uh, just reach out to them, tell them that, okay, such a thing exists. By the way, and, I just want to say how much I like the name. Right now I am wearing a <laughs> Blog Vault t-shirt, which you were kind enough to give me <laughs> it at the WordCamp in Paris. And I can tell you that since I've worn this, my coding has gone up 23% and I'm 4% <laughs> more attractive to women. So that's how good your name is. <laughs> I think that the logo has to do with that. We love our logo, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's not the name, it's the logo. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yes. Uh, jokes apart. So we launched the product, and launch is whatever you can call launch, telling killer startups that such a thing exists, throwing up a, and putting up a $10, $20 line note server. And uh, a week later, WordPress launches. WordPress. Right. Okay. We are like, okay, what the hell happened there? Okay, maybe. And today, actually, that me, is a great name. That is a great name, Vault Press. That's a terrific name. No, nah, not so much. <laughs> we just like it altogether. So that launch, and it was like a punch in the stomach. Where, while it's still a side project, which you don't really care too much about, you have everything else going on. But still, you're like, oh God, okay. So now you have these guys who make WordPress. They're launching the service. What the hell does it mean to you? Maybe there's no need for, and maybe you should shut it down. Yeah, I think and, I should, we should explain as well. That's that's by automatic, is that correct? Yes, that is by automatic. Yeah. Okay, so they are the gorilla. They're the, the you know six million pound gorilla in the in the WordPress space. Right. So, but the strangest thing happened, and again, I cannot take any credit for it. But it just tells you about how markets and how we perceive markets and things, how it matters, what things competitors matter. People would start reviewing WordPress, and they would use us as the alternative because we are the only other service out there when it came to WordPress backups. And we could, we started writing on their coattail. So people so, started adopting. Uh, so they, they validated the space. They validated the space and we were the alternative. So if people were like, okay, yes, there's WordPress, let's try out what's the alternative there. And you have Blog Vault. And again, I cannot take credit for any of this. So which is why I said, 
Yeah. We, we just got very, very lucky in many, many ways. Again, you should understand that where we are coming from, we, we don't, like, I had not paid for software on the internet ever until then. I did not even know something like, like, you hear of it, but it's like fairy tales. And you know the theory behind it, but you're like, you don't really know what to make of it. And I was, frankly, spending most of my time in my day job. And we had a few customers signing up every now and then. They were using our service. None of them paid us until now. Until one fine day, I get a mail later part of the night from a customer saying, hey, I'm trying to pay you. PayPal is giving me an error. And that's when I realized that our payment gateway was not integrated correctly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how we got our first, very first paying customers. I went and fixed the payment gateway. And then we were like, oh, God, people pay for this. And then it started trickling in slowly and steadily. Would you recommend that business owners uh, check to make sure that their business gateway is working? Absolutely. (laughs) And you should check it even if you have been paid in the past because things keep changing and that is the one most important bit of your business. So so yeah, you can call it naivety, you can call it luck, but uh, that's the way we got started. And slowly and steadily, we started getting customers from some referral here and there. And I was still very much busy with my day job. Then at some point of time, we'd get enough of them that, oh, okay, there's something to this. And then I started really thinking of quitting full time. And May I ask, how old were you at this stage? And I, the reason I'm asking this is because I, I can see that in forming a business like this, to do it while you're in your day job. I, I know if, if India is anything like where I live in, in, in Thailand, I know that people in those sorts of jobs work incredible hours. And, and that by the time they get home in the evening, it's pretty late. For you, trying to run this as a side thing in the evenings, uh, that's an incredible feat. So how old were you? You must have been pretty young doing this. 28, 27. I, so I think 27, 28, I was looking at this as a side project. But you should understand, I had, I had been doing the side project thing for quite a few years with Active Mobs, which was a lot, lot more work and effort. So uh-huh. there you really were running after agency, uh, after carriers and trying to convince them that was a different kind of effort altogether. But after getting, after that not working out, to then have the energy to come home. I mean, honestly, I would just come home and I'd open a beer or something. Like the, the, <laughs> here you are after failing, not failing with one thing, but but certainly not having it take off the way that you wanted, having to shut down your previous project to then spend more years working on this. That's pretty extraordinary. Can I ask, were you were you married at the time or? or, or no, no, right? I okay. was not. So did that no. help, do you think? I think my wife would not like to, <laughs> would like to believe otherwise. But I think it does help in some ways. It lets you, you're, you have different appetite for risk. You have different places where you spend your energies. So I think not being married definitely does play a role. Like you, you are staying awake all night, answering customers, fixing bugs, <laughs> and all of those things. And yeah, so a lot of it happens even yeah. today. But uh-huh. I think you have a lot less of people to explain <laughs> to explain but that to. If Block Vault hadn't worked out, do you think you would have been, would you have had the, the strength to go on and do a third thing? Honestly, I do not know. I don't know now if I can do anything else, but I think we got lucky and I'm glad I got lucky. Like, I don't know if I have have the... I've thought about it, scary. You'd be like, okay, no, I'm I'm lucky I got here. Maybe maybe I could ask you this. Uh, It's interesting to me that a lot of people with WordPress businesses sort of have their psychological approach to it is that they sort of sit down and they say, once they find a bit of success with something, they sit down and they almost form a sort of family around it. I mean, that, that's certainly the case with uh, James Laws, who, who Jean visited over uh, Ninja Forms. Uh, but 
I, I think there are some people who are very good at starting one project then starting another one and, and they, keep, they keep kind of restlessly moving from thing to thing. And then other people, once they find some success, even moderate success, even lifestyle business uh, level success with something, they stick with it and it becomes their thing. They're, they're sort of their great, their 100% obsession in their working life. Uh, but I'm kind of curious, especially when it comes to the WordPress thing, which has, which has come out of nowhere in, in 10 years to dominate the web. And yet we've no idea how long that's going to continue. And we've no idea how safe any business is. I mean, we have no idea when Automatic might decide to add, you know, a far more competitive backup thing. Or, or in the case of uh, forms, you could have Jetpack suddenly pushing their own very complicated forms thing. So I'm kind of curious, would it not be a good idea for people running a business like yours to expand outwards more quickly into, into different areas? Actually, there are many, many different ways of uh, we think about it. I think about it. Some of it is you can't be scared of the environment you're in. And frankly, you're too small a thing that there are so many factors which like BlackBerry died in five years. And that's mm. a billion, billion dollar business. Nokia died in five years. So things will happen and you can't be scared about it. And you can't be like, okay, let's, I think what you can do is you should understand there are certain advantages of WordPress as an ecosystem. Some fundamentals are there while there are challenges challenges associated with it nonetheless the open there is certain level of openness in the wordpress ecosystem and that's always a strength over here so one is we should remove the fear aspect of it because biggest companies technology is today technology is x tomorrow it's going to be y and i don't think automatic is the threat there you have a lot of other things happening you don't know what the impact of mobile can be on the way people perceive web you don't know what the how ai is going to affect it and it can completely change the game it's not that I have an answer to it, but you should understand that technology can evolve. And if you try and be like, okay, no, no, I should create a safer zone, that's not the answer. But to me, at least to me, that's not the answer. Well, I, I don't should... mean so much creating a safer zone, but more, do you feel that you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket? I mean, I, I know that you are expanding out your business, which we're going to talk about later, but it's into a, a very related area. So what I'm curious about is, is for you as a technologist, would it not make sense now that you have, did you say 13 people working for you? Yes, we are totally 13 of us. Uh, right. So would it not make sense to maybe also start, at least seed a few projects well outside the WordPress space? Not really. I would I would really double down on WordPress. I think WordPress is something we understand. We think the market is there for the next few years. We don't know what's beyond the next few years. We think we can do a fantastic job of serving that market. We think the market is not being addressed to the fullest. I think we can build some really, really great products. We have taken a long time to build up Blog Vault to the position we are at. And it's not that we have done something extraordinary. Majority of the WordPress people don't know of Blog Vault. That's the truth. We think we can do a much better job of telling people how, why Blog Vault is great, but also bring that same understanding we have, like how we built Blog Vault as a great product to the other products, other areas that we are focusing on. I think we understand we are technologists and there is a need for great technology and great technology-based products to address this market of WordPress. I don't know if I've answered your question completely, but I think maybe, maybe let, do, do let me know if, if you'd like me to clarify further. No, 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 you did. So, so doubling down on WordPress, you see plenty more potential and you guys reckon that you've got the, when you look at what other people are doing in the space and what you guys are doing in the space, you can see where you can provide more value. So I, I get that, yeah. How is the internet in India, by the way? Yeah, internet connection is getting much better in India now than it was like two, three years back. Uh -huh. We still have a long way to go. 
I think some places in Europe have it really, really good. So you know, I, yeah. I I kind of I like traveling around, and I like to you know work in different places. Like Thailand is my favorite, and I've always been curious about India. But I gotta admit, I'm kind of scared to go and you know go and work there for three months or whatever. It's it oh. seems like a scary proposition. I think it's not that bad. Like Thailand is great, but I think you'll definitely like India. It's a very very different kind of country, especially if you like culture. Uh huh. Oh, no, I, I I hate culture. Yeah, <laughs> no, not just joking. <laughs> Actually, it is a, a bit of a side-tracking here, but it's an interesting question, as also, actually, you know that I like to travel a lot, and like Donaka, and I wonder if there are any places in particular in India where digital nomads would find themselves really at home, in your opinion? Uh, actually, quite a few places, uh, and India is like 10 different countries, essentially, because every part is different. Mm -hmm. You can go to the hills, there's a really nice place in the hills we had gone We've actually done a company outing for a week last year called McLeod Gunch. You will see a lot of people coming there doing yoga, working from there. Great internet. Mm -hmm. So I will definitely recommend that. You have Goa, which is, I think, very, very popular. You have Mahabalipuram, which is down south, different type of culture. Again, beach, hot, but uh, great food. And you'll see a lot of travelers there. So you do see a lot of people coming here and working from these regions and very, very different atmosphere and environments. Kerala is a great place. So Travis Kalaknik from Uber had stayed in Kerala for six months or something. So, well, what is the deal with them? I'm kind of worried about safety because, you know, I mean, I got to say where myself and John like to visit in, in Thailand, it's, it's called Chiang Mai and it's incredibly safe. I mean, I never felt any threat there. But when I'm in the Philippines, well, again, it depends on where you are in the Philippines, but there are certain cities where, yeah, it's definitely kind of scary. And for a lot of us, we're carrying around a $2,000 uh, MacBook in our bag and we're very vulnerable. I mean, somebody robs my MacBook. My God, that's a complete disaster. So I'm kind of wondering in terms of India, how dangerous is it? Like, you know, when we if we land in an airport and we get a taxi, are we likely to get ripped off? Is it or is it now? I mean, that could just be my prejudice, maybe from watching Slumdog Millionaire or something. <laughs> but what's, the, what's the reality of, of India if we go there? Is it pretty safe? No, I think when you land here, you'll take out your phone and Hello Uber. That's what's right. going to happen. So it's, <laughs> it is pretty safe at some level. Now, again, my perspective is going to be very, very different from what your experience here is going to be like. Nonetheless, we have a lot of travelers. We would love to host you. So if John or you are here, oh, like cool. I okay. said, it's an open invitation. All the beer is on me. Thank you. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're there. How's Wednesday? Good stuff. And, and, and likewise, if you're ever in well, Thailand... <laughs> If you're ever in Ireland or Thailand, let me know where around. It would be, it'd be pretty cool to show you around too. Tell us about the, the new security thing. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to whether, I, I know the Blog Vault already, as well as backing up sites, uh, provides a certain amount of malware protection. And I'm curious uh, where, with your new product, are you extracting the technology out of Blog Vault to provide this separate new malware-based business? Yes, coming back to Malcare. So Malcare is our upcoming security product. We have been doing backups for a long time. And what we realized was one of the big reasons why people would request. So you do backups when you actually use a restore. We, we realized that one of the big reasons people were doing restores was when their sites were getting hacked. And we would help these customers do a restore. And we'd realize that just a plain restore is not sufficient because hacks are complex. What's really going on? Trying to help the customer understand what's going on. And we realized that the customers were getting hacked like months back without realizing that they have been hacked. One fine day, 
Google will blacklist them or their web host will shut them down. And then that's when they they realize that, oh God, they've been hacked. And uh, it's surprising, like for such a mature product and much such a mature ecosystem, this is the state of affairs. And it would happen again and again. And we're like, okay, why, why can't you, there are other products out there. Why aren't you able to identify that you've been hacked before this? And we realized that the technology out there was just not good enough. To what extent did you extract your malware technology for this from what you were already doing in BlogVault? So the technology itself is completely independent. If you think about it, BlogVault does backups. Malware scanning, so Malcare is about, and it's an antivirus solution if you think about it. So it's slightly different. Nonetheless, there is one big uh, correlation. Malware scanning at the end of it works on the backups. So we do the backups and we scan the backups for malware. Sorry, now this is w- within BlogVault. Within BlogVault. So everything is happening in our, so we have one set of servers, everything is happening in that one space. It's just that the products are called, uh, will be branded differently. The BlogVault will be our backup service and Malcare will be our security service. So this is the reason why we felt there is a need for, okay, simply to let the customers know that there is a that your sites have been hacked and it's a difficult and when we got into it we looked at the ways different people are trying to solve the problem and we realized that it is a difficult difficult problem to solve this realization happened three and a half years ago and being a small team we i think that time we have four five people four or five people we started investing resources into it without really understanding how difficult meaning we knew the problem was difficult but whether there's a solution or not. And over two, two and a half years, we finally were reached a point where we were like, okay, yes, now we have an ang- the technology to actually accurately identify whether a site has malware or not. And that's a lot of research for a small company like us. But we are so, glad we made that effort. But so may I ask, so I'm looking at the Blog Vault site right now. And one of the features is one-click malware removal. So how is right. that different? What does a BlogVault customer gain if they also become a Malcare customer? All right. So BlogVault customer, the one-click malware removal is actually, at that point, you're buying Malcare. Oh, okay. So that's, a, that's so an upper tier. Yeah, that's right. an upper tier. So you get, so while we have not launched Malcare, the brand, we have had customers already use our service and they have been beta testing and you actually... Uh, not only beta testing, but more than that, and utilizing our Malcare technology in the background without us really talking much about it. It gives us, a, it has given us a great opportunity to really build the technology out to a level where we are very, very confident. So at this stage, I'm uh, I'm looking at Malcare.com, and at this stage, this is not really active. You haven't launched it as such. This is just your, you're getting ready to launch, or or what's happening? Yes, ideally, we should have launched it like six months, more than six months back. And uh, I think we made the mistakes often, which everyone wants you about, that get it out, don't wait for it to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But I think, yeah, this is the one time where I can say I've made that mistake in spite of knowing that such a mistake should not be made. So, so yeah, we are now gearing up to launch this actively with all with the right muscle and with the right effort. The product has been ready for quite some time. We are obviously improving it every day, but nonetheless, we think it was a great solution and whatever it's worth coming from me, it's the best solution in the market. And we know that it was in that state six months back. 
Well, look, okay, Ken, I'd like to give some feedback on it. I think this is obviously a very useful technology. And I think the main selling point here, I think almost your slogan should be backups are not enough. That is the key thing here is that you may already have a backup solution, but what you actually need is a combined backup and restoration and malware solution. I think, though, the one thing that really stands out to me, and this is going to, you, this probably won't make any sense. You probably won't agree with this, but your name. I think Malcare is a clever name. I get the joke, but I think it's also a terrible name for what you're selling because Mal in English or in Spanish or in French or in any Latin language, as far as I'm aware, Mal is a terrible, terrible thing. It's the worst thing. It's malodorous. It's maleficent. It's uh, malformed. Mal is just a bad, bad word. And I understand that it's about malware. But in a sense, when you think about the way that people perceive malware, malware is often something pretending to be something else. So if you have a name that is so, so strongly visually similar to the thing that people want to avoid, it, I, I don't know, I've got a feeling it undermines trust. Again, it's clever. And again, it's, it's, it's a seven letter dot com. That's a fantastic thing to have in a domain. But I've got a feeling, I, I can't suggest any alternative, but I've got a feeling that your name could be a limiting factor. Honestly, I, I would agree with you. Like, it's not that, that the point is not lost on us. We are looking for a different name also. We are very, very much open to it. But in the meanwhile, we don't want it to be a, a something which stops us from right, launching. Uh-huh. We will know. I think the data will speak at some point of time. Maybe the names don't matter much. Like if Blog Vault is fine, I think Malcare should be okay. That's one way of looking at it. We do understand what you're saying. And we are very much open and thinking about, actively thinking about. So thank you very much. I agree with you. I cannot say anything else. Sometimes we we just need to, until we find a better name, I think we'll still go ahead with this. But it's not that we are married to the name in any way. I think you're right. I think you're right to say that it's better to just get out there and, and have something and, and go with it. But at the same time, I would also say don't underestimate the value of a name. And what I mean by that is I mean, myself and John have talked about this a lot, where in particular with good technologists, sometimes they underestimate the sort of importance. I would almost say the technical importance of having a name that carries well, because it maximizes the value of your marketing. It maximizes your virality, you know, in terms of customers recommending to other people. It, it, it reduces churn. It, it increases your conversions. I mean, in a whole number of levels, which would be surprising to people who mainly focus on technical details. I believe that simply getting the right name. And again, I don't have a suggestion as to what the right name would be, but I think it's something that's definitely worth Okay, don't don't let it delay you launching the product. But at the same time, I think it's definitely something worth, you know, having a good think about it every time you're having a share. I'll take, definitely take that advice. Thank you so much. And uh, and I really mean it. Jean, do you think I'm being unfair? No, it's just what you do best. <laughs> so Danica is really good at giving such kind of feedback because, you know, he's just good at this stuff, you know. So I tend to rely on his advice or things like naming and, you know, the way the product is marketed. And yeah, but it seems that you're already taking a lot of feedback and you're open to keep uh, improving. And I think that's one of the best things about you, Akshat. In fact, if you remember, the first interactions between us was me criticizing (laughs) your website and the user interface of BlogVault. And (laughs) I think that was one thing that impressed me was that you were quick to take all the feedback on board and keep coming back to me and showing me the improvements. And I really appreciate that about you. 
thank you so for me that's the only feedback that matters like sometimes you do need the pat on the back but then customers are paying you that's fairly good feedback <laughs> that's uh that's what good mm-hmm. feedback anyway looks like it's a critical critical feedback and especially from people who who do think about it well so when you hear from them a lot of people are they just don't want to offend you they think they're offending you for us if i'm coming all the way to europe for what camp europe and if i still hear okay yes hey nice all good hey let's get a drink then it's not of much value to us though getting a drink is important but also hearing what you really need to hear that's very very important excellent and since we're coming towards the end of the podcast i would like to ask a few questions and non related to the products per se but what, the first i've seen that you you made a lot of effort attending conferences outside of india and the us and europe all around so what's the value that you see or have experienced in world camps or other conferences if that that so place? 99% of our customers are in europe and us I understand just seeing them actually has made a lot of difference and uh, India WordPress community is evolving it's it's changing but at the end of it you need to go and meet your customers also these events have been the reason why I met you met a lot of people we have been able to create our partnerships so uh, we have uh, wp engine cloudways pantheon mm-hmm. liquid web every single like big wordpress hosting is a very very big partners of us and we are their exclusive partners and we handle their automated migration none of this would have happened had we not gone and met gone to these conferences and attended them and met the people so also understood what the community really stands for because otherwise you are just someone selling something from india once you go there then you understand whom you are selling to why is someone investing so much time and effort into this thing what does it mean to be a developer so a lot of these questions get answered and not not that you get concrete answers every time but you get a sense of it mm. and for us it's for me it's been like i think the single most important thing i have done and as a follow up to that question how do you transmit the feelings and lessons that you get from word camps when you're back home with your team how do you transmit the same i don't know vibe or lessons back to them well, what we have is we have a lot of my our teammates also attending the word camps in europe and right. us so everyone travels and i i tend to travel a lot more simply because for some of these partnerships the founder has an unfair advantage mm-hmm. and uh, that does mean i travel more otherwise also we come and we just talk about the experience like okay who who are the people we met oh you know the for example do you know that guy from wp mayor i actually met him or do you know this wow. particular customer <laughs> no i'm just and i'm not <laughs> while it might seem like this uh, the, the, i'm telling you there's some truth to that and uh, a lot of truth to that or some customer of yours so, hey this, this, you know that customer we met her finally it was yeah. awesome so you do communicate this across you also talk talk about like volunteering so i have volunteered at a lot of the wordcamp europe and a couple of wordcamp us and you talk mm-hmm. about why why are people volunteering what what does it mean to volunteer and we do have my teammates whenever they go out to volunteer we try and volunteer at these events and it's it's very yeah so some of it is we try try and tell some of these stories and we do want to have the entire team participate in the community excellent also 
I think it's very worth just underlining that again for anybody listening to the podcast who might not be particularly aware with BlogVault. They have a tremendous network of, of uh, uh, providers that they work with and that they provide that back. You were saying with Liquid Web and you have GoDaddy and WP Engine is, or, or uh, sorry, I might have. Uh, could you give yes. us a quick rundown of who, who your sort of six biggest uh, uh, partners are? Okay, so in no order of size, because I don't want to <laughs> upset anyone. <laughs> But uh, so you have WP Engine, Pantheon, Flywheel, Liquid Web, Cloudways, uh, UK Dedicated, Savvy. There's a French company called WP Servior. There's a smaller one called VFoster. So we have quite a few. Uh, and what you're providing hosts. is you're you're providing their entire backend backup and restoration and now malware as well, or or, or what? No. Oh. So what we provide is actually we provide a very unique value for them. Every web host, one of the biggest challenges they face is onboarding customers. So they've spent all this effort in getting a customer to sign up. But once the customer has signed up, getting their existing site to move on to their, to their new platform, uh, onto their server is a big, big challenge. You know, migrating a WordPress site is very, very painful. And it became a big, big problem for all these web hosts. So we went and built a brilliant solution for them where with a click of a button, you could migrate your site to these platforms. And we have built custom plugin for them and we do all the hard work of automatically moving the site. We can move the largest site from the slowest web host to these platforms. Right. Actually, that brings me to something else I wanted to quickly talk about. We have recently, so while we have built these custom solutions for each of these web hosts, we have recently launched new plugin which lets you move. There are web hosts which we, whom we have not partnered with yet, like Bluehost, etc., SiteGround, and people want to move their sites to these providers. So we have built a solution which lets you migrate very, very easily to these platforms with a click of a button. It's called Migrate what? Migrate Guru. Guru. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Okay. So if, if there was anybody out there who's listening to this who has a hosting company, how big do they need to be to, to partner with you guys? Because I mean, we, we might have some people who've got big plans, but who right now might only have a few hundred customers. Uh, how big do people need to be to become a partner with you guys? So you can be very small and still partner with us. Uh, again, I don't want to take names, but some of the web hosting providers we work with are pretty small. We want to work with as many people as possible. Uh, we think there's a strong need for the product. We love working with web hosts because I think, personally, I think uh, it lets us build some very, very strong relationships. And I think strategically in the, in the long run, these partnerships and these relationships will help us a lot. In terms of... Um selling through the host, would you say that at the moment, more of your customers, more of the individual sites that are being backed up, are they people who've come to you directly or is it mainly through your hosting partners? It is mostly directly to us right now. The hosting partners, it does help us increase our reach considerably. So a lot more people know of BlogWorld thanks to our partnerships. And why uh, are they going for you rather than partnering with, say, Jetpack from Automatic? I would say my, our technology is really great. Also, but the reality of it is while technology plays a very, very important role and the solution we have built is fantastic. Also for Jetpack, it might not be strategic for them to partner for something like a migration service because they're, they have to justify $5 billion valuation. I don't have to do that. So so, so why, why would that stop them doing that? Is it because it can't be scaled up to a multi-billion yeah, it can't dollar be scaled up. Yeah, it cannot be scaled up to a multi-billion and our, our goals are different. For Jetpack, yeah, like I said, they they want to justify billions of dollars of revenue of valuation. So they will do things which bring in 
hundred million dollar revenue, maybe, or which they foresee. And migrations will not get you that for sure. Uh-huh. How about? Can I ask you as well in terms of in terms of the backups? Are you doing uh, incremental backups, or are you backing up the entire site every time? No, we do incremental. So we uh, we do incremental backups. We put minimum load on your WordPress site while doing the backups. I think we do everything right when it comes to doing backing up a WordPress site correctly. I saw that as well, by the way, with regard to malware, that one of your selling points is that uh, an awful lot of the scanning or an awful lot of the intelligence is happening on your servers instead of on the uh, the, the whatever crappy host the, uh, the WordPress site is on. So that sounds like a pretty good selling point. Right. And uh, so these are some of the things which we, are, we on, uh, inherently have a, I think we have a philosophy about. I think all of these have to be services and they have to be done on you cannot run them as plugins. If you are running them as plugins, then you are doing it completely wrong. And we are dogmatic about it almost. But, but what uh, if I've got good hosting? What if I've got a, my own good, strong VPS? Does it not make more sense for me to pay that overhead myself rather than pay for a service to do it? So the service will be able to do a lot, a lot faster turnaround. A lot of things can be done much better on the service. You have people maintaining it. You So you're not going to be daily monitoring your backups we are monitoring all backups every day do you check all the backups do you test all the backups yes we essentially do check all the backups if there is ever an error we get notified about any error with any of the backups so it's not that anything can escape us we have a lot of tests that run on every backup that happens but um does it ever happen that for instance when somebody goes to restore a backup it doesn't it doesn't work out because i've always heard that you should test your backups is that something that you guys handle as a service Absolutely. Actually, we have a great, so again, we are the only ones in the world who do this. With a click of a button, you can restore the backup on our test sites, on Ah. our test servers. So you know whether your backup is good or not. So you cannot take, frankly, if you have backups, you can't take anybody's word for it. So you you should always test it out. Like my word, anybody's word. I like to be paranoid about this. And I think you should be, everyone should be paranoid about backups. Because when you need backups, that's like the in the worst case situation, you typically need backups, right? So you should be paranoid about it. And is that what you refer to on your site as staging? So staging is something now, an, another thing we have built so that has been upgraded to staging. So now you get full SSH access to it, uh, to the test tree store. You get, now you'll get uh, PHP My Admin access to it. You'll be able to log into backend, try out everything, change PHP versions. So you will get a lot more functionality. And then maybe you'll be able to merge the data back to your production site. So you can test a new plugin, a new theme, and you get full access. And that's like real staging. And with a click of a button, without having to modify your original site, your original host in any Looks like it's a terrific solution. Akshat, I have a question. The backups for the Basic Plus and Pro, those are for daily backups, right? Not real time. That is for daily backups. We do offer real-time backups, and we do actually we are the only ones who offer real-time backups for WooCommerce. Mm. We, we have not done a great job of marketing it, so you will see a lot of changes happening on our website right. to indicate this. So you mean to say that you do backups that are each time there's a transaction that is actually backed up that becomes part of the the current backup. Right, and we have a very unique take on it, very very different way of doing it. I think personally, we personally think that's the right way of doing it, but then again, we are biased, so. Please take yeah. whatever we say with a pinch of salt. I think the uh, selling point for that is that uh, you're the only WordPress backup solution that saves the things that a WooCommerce site owner 
absolutely, completely, definitely cannot afford to lose. I think right. that that's and, the, yeah. Yeah, we are the only ones who can do this. And uh, the way we do it is every time a change is made, a new order is placed, we copy that data, we record that event, and we store it on our servers. Mm-hmm. There are some techni- technical details. I don't think I should bore you with why we do it certain way and and. But, but is the net around. result? The net result is that each time something significant changes in the database, like an extra transaction going through and the customer details or whatever, that is all saved. Like when you say real real time, what does that mean in 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 reality? Does that mean that it's every five minutes, or or does it mean that each transaction would end up getting getting stored? Okay, so we purposely do it every five minutes because, mm-hmm. and which is what this is the technical details and again why we thought about it and why we do it so. We poll the system every five minutes to, while we're tracking the changes as it happens in real time, but that change is kept locally. Right. Every five minutes, we pull that change to our servers. The reason why we do this is when your customer is placing an order, you do not want that extra few seconds or an extra second for the data to be transmitting to our servers. You do not want that delay. Mm-hmm. And if there is an error on that front, while you can handle it, nonetheless, you do not want that lag to be created ever because right. customer is finally paying for something. You don't want to create any impediment there. This is why people uh, every five minutes. If somebody came to you, if you were dealing with a really big store and they said, look, we've got pretty good servers. We, uh, we, can, handle, you know, we can handle the extra CPU burden, uh, but we want to do it every, every minute. Could you yes, could, we can could do that. the thing be adapted? Right. Oh, okay. That's quite something. Right. So we don't like we've not seen too many people need something like that. And but frankly, we have not done a great job of marketing this. So we need to put up the pages and update our pricing page, etc. For all of this, we have customers using it and paying for it. It's just that they are who contact us on our support, and we enable these features for them. Do you know what would be a good name for that feature? Store safe. I'll make a note of that. You're not going to charge me license for no, this, right? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, so that's there are a lot of things which, and we have a new marketing person, person who is leading our marketing effort. He's now taking up the effort of really fixing our website and really selling because I cannot sell to save my life. Well, you know, it's so it's so strange because I was talking to somebody the other day. Um, I have a friend who has an incredibly good booking solution, but he cannot market for, I mean, he just doesn't get it at all. And his website, he's got an incredibly detailed product uh, with so many great features built up over 12 years, but he overloads people. When you go to his website, he tries to explain everything at once. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, but it seems to me that that's the best problem to have, as opposed to most people out there just don't have a good product or don't have a complete product or don't have a complete solution. And yet they're brilliant at marketing and they've got great brand names and they've got great everything. They've got glossy websites. Uh, but it seems to me that you can always improve the marketing. But if you've got a lousy product, you can't really do much to improve that. Uh, so you have you have the right end of the problem, I think. I don't know. Maybe the grass always seems greener, if you ask me. So you always oh wow, that's such a fantastic website. And <laughs> I wish I was like that. So you do feel that, uh, uh, like I said, those things do affect you at some level. But uh, but you must recognize that the t- having the technical skills is far, far more important. I mean, it, it seems to me, especially in Chiang Mai, I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of the digital nomads are people who have, you know, a wonderful idea for a product and they have a wonderful brand name. Uh, and then they, they spend their entire lives 
hiring really bad programmers, uh, you know, from Upwork or whatever, and mm-hmm. their product never quite ever works. And so for them, they probably look at something like yours, an actual, an actual service and plugin that, that actually works really well. To them, that must be they must be incredibly jealous. Yeah, I can think of it any other way. Like for us, building the technology comes so naturally to us that we just take it for granted. And I'm telling you, that's the honest way. It's like you just take it for granted. You are like, okay, yes, this is this is obvious. And the things which are non-obvious, those are things. But fortunately, we have been very lucky to get Pritesh, who is helping us fix a lot of a lot of these challenges. Now, Pritesh, that's your new marketing guy, did you say? Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Can I, is it hard? Okay, so is it, if somebody were to go and work in your city or set up an office or whatever, is it hard to find good people? Is it hard to find good coders? Uh, like in your experience, obviously, you've been doing this for quite a while and you've built up to 13 people, including yourself. But if you decided that you wanted to expand or you wanted to cover more territory, would it be difficult for you, do you think, to find more good programmers? It is not easy. Bangalore is the Silicon Valley of India and you have the largest tech companies hiring the best people. So you have the Amazon and Google and Facebooks of the world. You name any big company and they're here looking for the best programmer and paying them a lot of money. So how do you keep your guys working for you? How do you stop them disappearing off to, to Jeff Bezos? <laughs> we have had people leave and go to Jeff Bezos too. So uh, we, we do want to work with the best, but uh, fortunately we are in a position to be able to retain a lot of the talent that we have. And, uh, the products, when you are working at Amazon, you have certain level of responsibility. When you are working at BlogVault, you have a different level of responsibility. You are able to work on really difficult problems and by yourself without. So there are certain people who want to do stuff like this. We have been lucky, again, to have the team that we have in uh, that we have, and we are looking to expand our team, especially with Malcare finally getting out of the door. So we are super excited. It is difficult, but not impossible. I think with uh, all, everyone that we have hired have come through referrals. So we just tap into our network and get friends to refer. We are, we, and the only thing we can do is be a great place to work and hope for the, the, the other part to sort itself out. Uh-huh. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. All right, I think uh, it's time to wrap things up. Just one final question for you, Akshat. I, it was interesting to see how you came up with the product and competed successfully against WordPress. So now that the WordPress space is so saturated, unlike a few years ago where there were certain niches which didn't even have one single plugin to tackle the issue, right now most of the big niches and even smaller ones are taken by more than one plugin. First of all, is there the possibility of starting a new plugin and having it be successful and if you're in that position of trying to compete with someone who's already established, possibly by a com- big company like Automatic, how you do go about it? What angles can one take to compete successfully? All right. So while I don't know the right answer, but l- let's look at Malcare, our security product. Mm-hmm. It has big competitors. You're talking about Sakuri, yeah. quite by GoDaddy, infinite resources. WordFence, millions of installs. iTheme security, quite popular. You have SiteLock partnership with every single uh, with EIG, the biggest web hosting provider out there. So we are going up against very, very big competitors and pretty mature market if you if an outsider were to look in. Nonetheless, I think we, 
there is scope for great products great products is yeah it's a very uh, this it's not a quantifiable thing but i think whatever you believe is a good product i think there is a need for it developers i think need good products and i think a lot of them do work with substandard products today so if you can solve a problem really well for them what a wordpress developer i think uh, you can make a good living now beyond that having the impact that you would want, like to have there are a lot of things that need to go right for that how do you compete i mean i mean how does malcare end up being a better choice for me than security with godaddy behind it i think the product will speak for itself and if the product if the product has to speak for itself uh, beyond that we are hoping that when you try it out and you see how good it is when you add 20 sites to it which were already on other services and you realize that we still found malware on it then you realize how good malware really is and at that point of time you will be our biggest advocate and i'm just telling it i think the similar similar situation will repeat uh, in other niches too so you will see so in this particular case this is what we can tell you sites which you had no idea had malware and with tremendous accuracy and then get rid of the malware with a click of a button it's so are you saying if somebody if somebody comes to you and says look i'm using a competing service i've got 20 sites would you be willing to give them a free scan to prove that your your product is better absolutely so that's we are working on the pricing and some of these things we understand and we know that there is a very very high chance that if you have 20 sites one of them is definitely hacked which you do not know of really yes because statistically we have seen we have we have gone through 200000 plus sites mm-hmm. and we 11 point odd percentage of them have malware which people do not know of uh, sorry say that again what percentage more than 11% wow i'm i'm i won't curse because i don't want to ruin the podcast rating but wow that's absolutely that's that's horrifying right and doing being able to do it accurately again these are big claims to have so finally the proof of the pudding will lie in the eating but yeah. we are very very confident like this is what will make us stand up part and hopefully our customers will advocate for us after that but, but can people can somebody come to you and actually get um i mean do you do like a free trial or anything like that yes we do we, we do help out customers every now and then like so we actually have customers paying for malcare already mm-hmm. just malcare because we helped one customer out who referred somebody else we already have that it's just that we have not been able to market these products so we will help people out whenever well no so, no no i don't mean i don't mean so much to help them out but okay so i see here i'm looking at your site it says 7 day free trial so that means that anybody listen to this right now and say that, you know say the average person listen to this site probably has a, you know probably has a, you know at least a few dozen uh, wordpress sites uh, people who listen to this podcast they can go and they can sign up for your free trial and they can get a scan and they absolutely can, right and they can see if 11% of their sites might be hacked unbeknownst to them it's possible for them to do that do they have to give you their credit card do they okay it says here no credit card required so literally there's nothing to stop people listening to this podcast now to go to malcare.com sign up on a 7 day free trial no credit card required and they can do a scan and find out i mean i think most people listening to this probably say wow 11% but that's probably not me but do you reckon that they'll if they have maybe 100 sites they're probably going to have at least one that's that's more happened. than one more than wow. one okay wow okay that's scary i'm going to i'm definitely gonna, i think i'm going to try that <laughs> so just drop me a message also we are definitely here to help out we 
we will help you with everything and you'll be able to clean the malware with a click of a button. Right, okay. How do we know that you're not just making up the malware? Uh, you'll see that we'll show you the malware that's there. So you can see the history. You can take a backup before doing the scan and you'll uh -huh. see that the malware. So Okay, cool. No, that sounds like an excellent deal for anybody right now if they want to find out, if they want to test out your service. That's great. Awesome. I guess that's we're, we've come to the end of the show. I would like to uh, give thanks to Akshat for sharing all these details about the products. I think it's been a great discussion. And I also look forward to visiting all the places you mentioned in India. Yeah, me too. And yeah. Absolutely. You guys definitely need to ping me when you're here. All right, Akshat. Thank you for being with us today. Th thank you, John. Thank you, Dhaka. It was a really pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank thanks. You. All right, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I really enjoyed getting to know Akshat a bit more and learning more about WordPress backups, uh, malware detection, and all that fun stuff. In the meantime, if you want to ask a question, you can email us on podcast at mastermind.fm. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. And uh, if you want to contact me at Jean Galea on Twitter, or James Laws, who wasn't with us today, but is still very much part of the show, at James Laws on Twitter. And we'll see you all in the next episode of Mastermind.fm.